Welcome to NYU's Hall of Fame, a podcast about distinguished students at New York University. I'm your host, Bella Kuchkarova. Most schools have urban legends or some piece of gossip that travels amongst the student body and becomes part of the school's identity. Of course, it's only fitting that one of NYU's most popular urban legends is about one of our notable alumni. On today's episode, we have NYU junior Jonathan Schatzberg, who recently went viral for reviving the rumor about how Timothy Chalamet spread chlamydia at NYU. I just like I just forgot my entire identity. <laughs> Hang on, I need to recollect myself. Um, hello, uh, my name is Jonathan Schatzberg. I use he, him, or they, them pronouns. I am a junior in the College of Arts and Science at NYU, studying uh, English and sociology. So, Jonathan, what is your claim to fame? What would you say people know you for? Oh gosh. Um I don't know, my my beauty, uh my talent, my You're so humble. My my <laughs> I'm so humble, right? My atmosphere when I walk into a room just lighting up the whole uh room. Um I'd say my claim to fame at least at NYU is probably my viral tweet about a rumor. I'll call it for legal reasons about Timothy Chalamet allegedly spreading chlamydia among the NYU student body when he was a student. Jonathan's tweet went viral with over 200,000 likes, 22,000 retweets, and 1.2,000 replies. Under his Twitter account, at John spelled no H, he wrote, The whole Timothy Chalamet spread chlamydia at NYU thing is crazy because it actually happened. He f***ed like a rabbit. Too many people I know can attest to knowing someone who knows someone that got chlamydia from Oscar-nominated actor Timothy Chalamet, and that sends me. So I remember like talking to you in freshman year and you wanted to be like Twitter famous. So do you feel like you've achieved that now? Oh my god. I mean, I didn't expect this to be what my Twitter fame would be for, but... Every time I get, like, a new follower that I don't know, I'm thinking in my head, do they see me as the Timothy Chalamet, like a rabbit at NYU and spread chlamydia guy? Mm-hmm. Like, I hope that's not all that I'm known for in the in the internet, like, the Timothy Chalamet cinematic universe, mm-hmm. you know? Like, <laughs> I, I hope I'm not, like, the villain of this story. No, I don't I don't think you are. I think you you come off very neutral. I I'm looking at your follower count. You have 2100 followers. How much did you have before? I remember before I made that tweet, I had around 500, 600. I gained like 1000 followers from that tweet, which is crazy. I mean, I still don't really consider myself to be social media savvy and i hope i'm known for more than just mm. my internet personality in the future um, okay so you'd we wouldn't want to be an influencer i don't think so 
I don't. Th- but what if you were super rich? Like, what if you raked in the big bucks from being from an being influencer? an influ- Oh, then drop everything. Be an influencer, of course. <laughs> but you have no morals. No more. Well, I think it depends on how you define influencer because I don't want to just make money from posting a selfie or like mm. a picture of me holding up the rainbow pride flag and being like, "Look at me, gay rights." <laughs> gay rights. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not gonna. If I were a quote-unquote influencer, I wouldn't want to use my platform for such empty remarks, I guess. Okay, just to circle back a little bit, because I need to get to the bottom of this Timothy Chalmay thing. I know it's been beaten to death, so we won't talk about it too long, but what percentage of confidence can you say those rumors are true? Let's ask the audience. Jonathan! Oh my god, I... That they're true, I would honestly say 50-50. I mean, when I first came to NYU, I heard from people in my dorm building and just, like, random classmates on campus that like, it was, like, it was like a whisper thing. It was like, hey, like, did you know that Timothy Chalamet spread chlamydia at NYU? I mean, as it, as it goes with any celebrity rumor, I feel like there's some truth to it, but also some falsification I guess like I'm like I'm sure like he might have had chlamydia like like I mean people get STDs like that's just a thing that happens in this world did he spread it to the entire student body I don't think so that's the other thing is I don't think chlamydia is even a big deal right no it's a very treatable thing and also like I'm sure the moment like he got famous all these people at NYU were probably like, yeah, I got chlamydia from Timothy Chalamet. You didn't? But like, they probably already had it. I mean, <laughs> listen, I I feel like the only person who could really, like, tell the story is Timothy himself. Well, what about your, do you have any primary sources or is it just, like, a friend of a friend? I have a primary source who I trust, but I also have secondary sources that I've heard from friend of a friend of a friend, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I feel like it's just like, at this point, it's just kind of like a folklore. Like, if it is true, cool. If it's not true, cool. Like, the, I don't think the New York Times is going to write a story on this, you know? like Right. It's just a cute little piece of gossip. I, f- I feel like it's like something you tell to f- incoming freshmen and they just get like really titillated by it. And you're like, welcome to NYU, baby. Welcome to NYU, baby. We get down and dirty here. Okay. It's not, it's not just like. Uh, this isn't your grandma's New York University. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know anybody that would be willing to talk to me just to get like a second opinion? I feel like they would be, but also like. The last time we talked about it, they were like, haha, fun, kind of tired of this. Okay, but, but they brought it up, no? I mean, yeah, but it, it's just like a little conversation thing. Like, oh, haha, yeah, Timothy Chalamet, chlamydia, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they were expecting. Right, like, because when you make a little tweet for your circle of friends on Twitter, you don't expect the whole internet to tune in. And that was sort of the intention, because I knew that, like, at least at the time... At least half of my followers were just, like, NYU people. So Mm -hmm. I was sort of just speaking into the void of, like, 
haha, lol, lmao, this is a thing that happened. Uh, and then it just blew up. And the thing is, I know that I wasn't the whistleblower or whatever, right. because other people have tweeted about it before. Like, if you search yeah. Timothy Chalamet Chlamydia into the Twitter search bar, like, there are people who have talked about it before me. But I guess, I think another reason mine just spread so, haha, <laughs> spread so rapidly, um, was because of the way I worded it. Because I said, because I said in the tweet, he f- like a rabbit mm-hmm. and a lot of people misinterpreted that to say he f***ed a rabbit like half of the quote tweets I got from that tweet were like oh my god I thought this said Timothy Chalamet f***ed a f-ing rabbit I mean like in hindsight if I worded it differently and just like went straight to the point instead of try- trying to like muckrake or sensationalize this little folktale like would it have gone that viral i don't think so i think viral tweets on twitter are a strange calculation of wording and syntax and sentence structure and all these other literary terms that i could just use to make me sound smart you know like well i love this english major perspective insight you're bringing to this well i don't think that keep in composing tweets that will eventually go viral. I don't think people are really thinking about the sentence structure of them or how they punctuate or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think looking into, I guess, I guess like using literary analysis and seeing what appeals to a greater number of people, I think it's interesting to see what type of audiences certain tweets appeal to you so you would say there's like a formula almost to i don't uh i don't i mean you're writing for an audience so to speak right so of course you have to like tweak your language to that audience i i mean most of the time i feel like i'm just tweeting to the void because i'm not really expecting anything i'm not really expecting there to be like a magnifying glass on all of my tweets at the same time at the same time Everything on the internet is fabricated. Like, there's no possible way to be transparent about anything. Because at the end of the day, we are typing words onto a computer or a phone screen and sending that out into the world. So even if we're conscious of it or not, we are composing something. Do you write, Jonathan? I do write. I write a lot of poetry. And that's that's another thing, you know, like... When I'm writing in the notes app on my phone or just on a piece of paper for myself, I'm going to be a lot more loose and personal than I would probably ever be on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Because in my heart, I know that nobody else is ever going to read this. The, the politics of what we consider to be personal space is a very interesting topic, I think. Like, Hmm. is my Twitter meant for you? Is it meant for me? Is it meant for the world? It is kind of meant for the world because it's on a public social media, but at the same time, we can make our Twitter private. Yeah, and like, my Twitter's on public, but sometimes a random person will quote tweet me and I'd be, and I'd be like really weirded out. Like, I wasn't talking to you. Even though, mm-hmm. like, they are totally within the right to respond to my tweet. One more thing I wanted to ask was, like, 
is getting this little jolt of internet clout made you more self-aware of what you're putting out onto the internet or are you just like already like oh my gosh 100% the thought of 200,000 people and more perceiving me on the internet is absurd but it's not just a thought it's a reality you know like I am very conscious of the possible repercussions of like, or the consequences of tweeting things that I should have kept to myself and instead maybe just like go see a therapist or like talk (laughs) to my mom or call up a friend. Right. Right. Because you never know when some random journalist is going to link your tweet and run away with your entire internet persona and just, (laughs) you know. Well, that and also just like, like very recently I had a tweet that uh, made the rounds about um, like trans rights and uh, the difference between gender and sex. The fact that people are perceiving me in that way can be too much. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we do have the power, even if it doesn't feel like it, we do have the power to just close our computer, put our phone down, take a deep breath and tell ourselves that none of this is real. The internet is fake. You can shut down your account at any time you want and just live in nature with the birds and the bees, you know? Like, exactly, Jonathan, exactly. Because you exactly. can torture yourself and get into a internet hole reading about stupid rumors like the Timothy Chalamet chlamydia rumor. Or you could go out into the real world and catch chlamydia for yourself. Maybe from maybe from a famous person too. You can make your own story. Exactly. Well, okay, on that note... Uh, I think we can stop recording now. I think I have like more than enough. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into NYU Hall of Fame on WNYU 89.1 FM. I found this episode really informative, didn't you? If you know anyone who would be interested in being on the show, shoot me an email at bella at wnyu.org. That's Bella with one L. Intro and outro music are courtesy of friend of the pod, Cornbread. I'm your host, Bella Coach Carva. Bye-bye.